0: Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC.
1: Uh, let's go to like like if you're an attorney and you want to become like an NFL agent, like it's a very thin line. As long as you go through all the proper channels, make Chris Turner's would say it's the no Negotiations big. are the same, right? I don't know. You have to ask him. Okay. Oh. Chris, do you argue more in your uh, negotiations as an agent or more as an attorney?
0: I think depending on the day, depending on the person, um, it, it, there can be some, definitely some, some arguments with teams. But then uh, certain judges or other attorneys definitely draw it out uh, in you as well.
1: Do you argue more with your client or the prospective teams?
0: Um, probably more prospective team. We do have a, a client. It's funny that you mentioned that. Right now, he's offensive lineman. He's from Campbell University. Started out at Wake Forest. He's massive. He's like six five, and right now he's three sixty five. And uh, he was 400 pounds at one point. And teams want to see him at like 340. But he's, he's really, really athletic. He's going to run a 4.9 in the 40, even at that weight. It's tough. And so he, kept, he says, why do I need to lose more weight, guys? Like I, I'm running fine. I'm doing great. We're like, lose the weight. So we have a lot of, uh, a lot of argument. Um, him. In fact, we, we, I went out to Denver where he's training, and we took him out to eat. He said, hey, can I have a cheat meal? I said, sure. And I'm thinking, okay, he's going to get an appetizer or something. The dude ordered three entrees. With two sides and a dessert for two. (laughs) So that was his definition of a cheat meal. Chris, uh,
1: we all know that camels (laughs) are typically hard headed, and you should have known that. When you get a kid from Campbell, that's what you're going to get. You should have known. Absolutely. That's on you. That's
0: that's a valid point. Quick question Did
1: each entree come with two sides? Correct.
0: Correct. Each entree came with two sides. (laughs) How
1: many doggy bags did he take home? Zero. Oh my God. Okay. That's world class. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I know what my playing weight is, and I'm trying to get down to it. He thinks he obviously is good at 365, so that's cool. Um, All right, so we were looking at a few things related to the combine, and Christian said, you know, it doesn't heat up until late in the week. We were like, the quarterbacks don't even perform until Saturday, those that do. That was it, yeah. So how many quarterbacks are going to impact their future by the combine physical part, and how many more will impact it by the conversation part with teams
0: so the vast majority will be more impacted by conversation interviews medical checks I mean one big factor of the combine that's not publicized uh, for various reasons is the medical testing mm-hmm. we will have a lot of times where the medical doctor of a team can absolutely mix a player completely off the team's draft board now this happened with Drew Brees and the medical trainer there when Nick Saban was in Miami. That wasn't in the draft process, but in the free agent process. You know, Saban wanted to sign him, they nixed him. He went to New Orleans. The rest is history. Mm-hmm. But same thing in the draft process. Um, you know, trainer could say or a doctor could say, "Hey, I don't like this guy's shoulder. He's going to have problems and make the team come off of him." And so, um, interviews, medical, vastly more important. But there will be absolutely some who impact by the physical uh, components. Of that, you know, teams do love seeing guys compete, even though I get it, it's not perfectly set up for a, a quarterback to throw to receivers you've never thrown with the timing. But teams love to see a guy that's going to compete, go out there, throw the ball, um, and move around. So they will certainly have some impact physically,
1: Chris. I'm not a doctor, and I don't think you are either, but you will know the answer to this question. They have one day schedule for general medical exams and one day for ortho. I'm like, once you got the guy in his underwear, why don't we just check it all out at the same time? <laughs> <laughs>
0: That is a good question. However, uh, the problem is you've got 32 teams and 32 teams' doctors that are looking at these guys. And they some of them want different tests done. Some of them want different scans done. I agree with you. It'd be, it seems like it would be much more efficient that way. But um, they're just doing so many guys all at once that I guess they just divide it up. I'd rather see them do less guys in one day and then the other half of the guys the next day. But, but. It's not how they do it for some reason.
1: What's the extent of of these exams? I mean, will they give, like, x-rays? Or how, how deep in terms of oh, yeah. scans will they give them? MRIs?
0: They'll do, yeah, they'll do x-rays, MRIs. Now, depending on, certainly if you've had, what they'll do is they'll pull the history from the player at school. So if you've had, for example, let's say a player missed a game for a shoulder injury. They're going to do everything to that shoulder possible. They're going to have you do functional movements. They're going to do x-rays, MRIs, everything to that shoulder. Just the average Joe walking in is not going to necessarily probably get a full slate of x-rays and MRIs um, unless a team you know has a suspicion but they will get most of them will get some x-rays and then like I said they could get MRIs they could get um, other things we had one guy get a uh, first he got an EKG on his heart so it didn't show up there's some irre- irregularity showed up so he had to get a um, cardio MRI and which was like a whole nother level I mean it was insane it turned out it was fine after that but so yeah, if, they, if something else pops up and they'll go do more testing, it, it, it is pretty rigorous and crazy.
1: Are players that are invited required to attend?
0: They are not. Okay. Um, they are not required to, but um, it's obviously a pretty pretty bad X if they don't attend um, well, for teams because they feel like they're hiding something or you know something like that.
1: Yeah, I asked that because in the past the NBA Combine it changed this year, but they people were invited they just wouldn't come.
0: They just wouldn't go to it, but now they're required to.
1: Not doing certain physical things, I can understand, but just not going, Chris. I gotta think that's a bad look overall.
0: Yeah, that's what I like. If you don't, if you just don't show up, you're definitely teams are like, okay, this kid hiding something. Like, what is it? What's going on here? You know, why does he want to come interview? So definitely creates a, a bad instance. If you, and there's been a few guys actually out of the combine, um, not by their choice. If you remember a couple of years ago, the Alabama guy actually got mad at the medical because he was sitting there waiting for eight hours. <laughs> And, you know, he went up and asked the nurse, do you know who I am? And he's like, no, I have no clue who you are. And he pushed the nurse and got oh. kicked out of the whole combine, you oh, know, I on the first day. One. So it's uh, there have been a few of those,
1: yeah. That's a bad look, but I like the aggression. Uh, talking, to, talking to Chris Turnage on the Brandon Moving and Storage Hotline, if you're just tuning in, NFL agent and attorney. Um, let's Give me kind of the overview on Razorbacks and what kinds of draft potential we've got there. Who do you expect to go off the board first? And how many do you think have the potential to go before the end of the draft?
0: Yeah, so you got five Razorbacks here, uh, two offensive linemen um, with Brady Latham and Bo Limmer, and then you've got um, two defensive players with a uh, defensive end corner, you got Cam Little as a kicker. Um, really and truly, I mean, I could see a, an argument for any of those five to get drafted, you know, singularly. I don't there, I don't think there's a chance that all five of them get drafted, um, you know, at the end of the day, but I do think you're going to see, you know, two two to three of that, of that group probably get drafted. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know that there's any other Razorbacks that have a great shot of, uh, of getting drafted um, outside of the, the five that are at the combine um, this year. You know, I will say it, wouldn't, it would not shock me to see Ken Little be the first of that group off the board. Mm-hmm. Um, it would not be a complete surprise. I mean, you saw last year the 49ers jumped up in the third round to take Jake Moody. Ken's um, numbers are actually better than um, Jake's from a college in a college perspective. So at this point in time, and so it wouldn't surprise me to see Dan little go in the, you know, in the fourth, something like that. Um, I will say that this actually helps those guys is this year is way down in terms of the number of prospects. There was only like 57 underclassmen mm-hmm. that declared this year. a years ago, it was 137. Um, a lot of that being NIL and guys getting to come on the buzz for those lucrative NIL contracts with you guys and staying. Um, and so, uh, you're going to see a lot of guys with free agent grades that end up getting drafted in those last two rounds this year, so that could certainly help uh, uh, some of those Razorbacks.
1: I heard some guys debating on ESPN about Drake May, and it's uh, who was the former fullback that was so right about Johnny Manziel a couple years Merrill ago? Hodge. Merrill Hodge, yeah, yeah, uh, and he is real down on Drake May, but then some of the guys in the ESPN set basically said that's idiotic, and uh, he's very athletic and he does all the things. Do you have an opinion about him one way or the other?
0: I like Drake May. Um, now, I've never sat down with him in a room or anything like that to know his acumen as far as drawing a plate or whatever. I do like him just watching him. I mean, every one of these quarterbacks has some flaws. And the thing I would say, though, overall in the whole draft process is I do think there's a lot of groupthink. The media starts pushing a guy, starts talking about a guy, and then you see teams like, yeah, I, I like that guy too, mm-hmm. kind of, or whatever. Um, and so I do think there's a lot of that. But I I do think Drake May is good. Me personally, I think he's going to be a top five overall pick, Mm. Um, probably number two or number three um, overall if I had to speculate. But I I do like him.
1: Chris, we know that there's some criticism around the combine, how it's a bit archaic. Do you see any changes coming up, especially with the number of opt-outs in terms of workouts? Do you see any changes to allow more people to work out and let those other players that opt out just go through some of the other ancillary aspects of it and maybe do the interviews and and the medical stuff and maybe give more players an opportunity to work out in front of coaches and scouts down the road?
0: You know, good question. And right now the number of the people that are at the combine is set by the capacity of their medical um, examination. Okay. So, um, even if somebody doesn't work out, but they come and do the the medical, that doesn't necessarily open up another position for somebody else because it's all kind of determined by that capacity for the medical. So, um, it is interesting, though, there are people who are clamoring that players shouldn't come to the combine unless they get paid to do so, um, which is a pretty unique thing to say pay to go to a job interview, um, even though I'm on the player side. But there are some that are uh, trying to, to push that a little bit. Um, and you might, so you might see that um, with kind of today's empowerment at some point. You might see something there. Uh, but I don't think you're going to see them open up too many more spaces um, necessarily. Now, they did do one thing different this year where – they had a specialist showcase. So, for example, there were two punters and two kickers invited to the actual combine. So they're going to go through the interviews and the medical. But then they invited a total of five punters, five kickers, five long snappers at the end of the combine to come and just do a workout. But they don't participate in the other stuff. So to answer your question, Chris, you might see some of that maybe where they bring a few more in, you know, at the end or something and just do some, some workouts. But don't don't actually participate in the, you know, in the original part.
1: <laughs> Do you expect Caleb Williams to be the number 1 pick and them to find Justin Fields a new team? You're assuming Chicago's going to have the number 1 back. pick. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I do expect Caleb Williams to be the number 1 pick. I personally wouldn't take him number 1, but I do expect him to be that. Um and I do think as of everything I'm hearing right now, that they're going to they're going to trade Justin Fields and and take Caleb Williams. I do think you have a few question marks. You know, Caleb Williams coming out saying whoever drafts me wants to own part of their team. Has that ever uh, been some of, this kind though? of stuff? I, I mean, I've heard it, it's fact. Okay, um, is what I, I, I want to. I have I have not personally heard that, but but from what I've been told, I've heard that that was a fact. Chris, uh, from from one of my connections,
1: who's the number one pick then? In your opinion, if you don't think he is,
0: um, I mean, I would probably take Drake May over. Caleb Williams, I know it's unpopular, but I would personally probably do that. I number think one,
1: look at, or would you take somebody else? I don't know. One. I would
0: take him number one. I'm just saying I would take him over. I think I'd he's your top Caleb quarterback. Williams. You also got to look at him or, or Jaden Daniels. I like and look. I, I don't think I don't think Caleb Williams is a bum, but <laughs> I just I don't think he's um, I don't think he's the caliber of some of the other previous you know um, cornerstone quarterbacks necessarily. Gotcha.
1: That makes sense. Uh, last thing here, any small school guys? It's always fun to keep an eye on, and I know. You've done a great job representing some smaller school guys. Anybody we should keep an eye out for?
0: Um, you're talking about kind of Arkansas connections? Yeah, whatever, whatever you're, school whoever school. you're
1: repping or somebody you know of.
0: Um, so I'll, I'll tell you, Andrew Hayes, uh, he yep. was a transfer from OBU to UCA. You're probably very familiar with him, Justin. I am very uh, familiar with him. He, <laughs> he is uh, getting some love. In um, fact, the uh, Seattle Seahawks called me two weeks ago, and um, – he said, man, I'm just watching film. He's like, don't tell anybody else about this guy. And I'm like, oh, okay, it's his then I certainly won't tell anybody else about it. Like, You know, you can, you can certainly. So uh, he said, we're coming to his pro day. We, you know, we think he's going to run the 4 fours. And so he was uh, he was very excited about that. So he's a guy from an Arkansas connection, I think, to maybe keep, uh, keep an eye on. When's his pro day? Um, it is the 26th of March.
1: Okay, very good. Uh, we got to run, Chris. Thanks so much for the time, man. I know you're going to be busy this week. And uh, maybe we can catch up after the combine's over and get some thoughts. Yeah, I'd love to. All right, buddy. Appreciate it very much.